Shadow Factories and We Evolve presents Tales from the Aletheian Society Book 2, Chapter 3 A Fine and Private Place Those guests wishing to say their farewells should make their way in an orderly fashion to the coffin prior to the last journey of the deceased. I suppose I should go and say goodbye, if it's my last chance. Do you believe in the afterlife, Godalming? Suppose I do, sir. Seems likely as not, considering all the things we've seen working for the society. Unquiet spirits and such like. Oh, those, yes. No, I meant, you know, a heaven full of angels and clouds and harps on the one hand, and hell filled with demons and brimstone and accordions on the other. Wouldn't care to comment, sir. All seems a bit neat and tidy to me. Hard to separate folks into saints and sinners while they're alive. Don't see why it should get any easier once they're dead. I'm a C of E man, me. I simply adore all the ceremony, the Eucharist, the liturgies, the music, the lovely clothes. Though come to think of it, actually believing in God might be optional. My old vicar, he'd have something comforting to say. God in his infinite forgiveness welcoming our friend over there to eternal bliss. But then Gillespie's ghastly Presbyterian chap would say he's burning in hell forever with all the other sinners. <sighs> I don't know, Godalming. All I know is that wherever he is, he is not in that box. Anyway, where was I? I believe Dr. Cadwallader has just arrived in Edinburgh, sir. Oh yes, Dr. Cadwallader had just arrived in Edinburgh and it was so nice to have everyone back together again. The old bism set the polis on me. I could be in the jail right now if I hadn't gone like the clappers. Given your proven aptitude for escaping justice, I hardly think that likely. Oh aye, so Banjo's a charming wee scamp, but I'm a hardened recidivist. Is that how it goes? You're no right in the head. Jesse. How dare you speak to Miss Cadvalida with such disrespect? Get your head out your arse, Sophie. You're never going to be teacher's pet, no matter how much you suck up to her. And as for you, Lady Roxburgh, you have not accounted for your disgraceful disobedience in gallivanting off to socialise with fallen women when you should have been attending to your duty here. Gallivanting? I was doing nothing of the sort. I hold myself responsible. Your failures are all too predictable, given your total lack of self-discipline. Now, now, ladies. Calm yourselves. There's no need for such hysteria. Hysteria? How dare you, chapter master? Who died and put you in charge? I consider the disgraceful state of this chapter's discipline to be entirely your responsibility, Hieronymus. Me? Oh, I'd like to see you do any better. Yes, everything was back to normal again. We decided to rest for the night and plan the next steps of our investigation in the morning. I see in my all-too-brief absence you've managed to embroil yourselves in some murky occult conspiracy. I can't leave you alone for a moment. Is that no what we're paid to do? Uncovering murky occult conspiracies. It's not piecework, Miss Gordon. You're not paid per cultist uncovered. 
Why you lot aren't content to sit tight and drink your pay like respectable people is beyond me. I didn't know we got paid. Were it not for the actions of the Alethian society, the world would long since have succumbed to the wiles of the enemy and been dragged shrieking into the pit. Suddenly that doesn't sound quite so bad. Terrible deeds are occurring not 50 miles from Hunter House. All altruism aside, we must do our duty for self-preservation alone. A more compelling argument, I grant you, Lady Roxburgh. Ugh, very well, if you're all so keen to throw yourselves headlong into mortal peril, don't let me be the one to stop you. To summarise, in a city in the throes of a cholera epidemic, we have an unexpected dearth of corpses. The anatomist's tables are empty, tombs lie open, and even the worms go hungry. And yet, at least one of the missing dead trains has found its way to Edinburgh, the bodies within move to a place unknown. Who could want such a quantity of cadavers and for what end? Vultures! Vultures, Arthur? They eat bodies, don't they? Uh, I thought there might be a really big one. An excellent suggestion, Arthur. However, quite aside from the fact that no one has yet seen a monstrous carrion bird roosting on the battlements of Edinburgh Castle, your enormous vulture theory does not account for the presence of walking corpses. The answer must lie with the Unicorn Club. Two of their members turned to flesh-eating monsters and the regent mysteriously absent? I don't believe in coincidence. This is a conspiracy. But how to find out more about them? They weren't exactly welcomed last time, and that was before we accidentally decapitated one of them. In my experience, that tends not to endear you to people. Uh, while you were all out yesterday, I, I went through the accounts from Mother's Wee Club. I didn't get all that far, but I did notice they've been doing a lot more spending than usual over the last few weeks. A lot of it's just cash withdrawals from the club account, paid to persons unknown, but a few local businesses seem to be doing very well out of them. Good work, laddie. Look at this wee boy, all of you. He's a shining example of the rewards of obedience and hard work. Yes, very good work, Robert. Any names in particular stand out? Well, this one. Mortimer and Son. The address is just off the Royal Mile. And what manner of shopkeeper might they be, pray tell? They're undertakers, Miss Goodwallader. Now then, that casts a ray of light on these shadowy depths. Let me see that. Huh. Sizable amounts of money's paid for goods received. It would be an unusual undertaker who sold goods in place of the more usual services. I don't know. They sell coffins, don't they? More likely they've been selling their contents. Why go to the effort of digging up a corpse when you can pay the undertaker to slip a few sandbags into the box instead and cut out the middleman? Very well, then. Lord Arthur, you might perhaps go and make inquiries at this undertaker. Discreetly, mind. Oh, yes. I'll be the soul of discretion. Uh... What is it I'm not supposed to mention? I suppose you'll insist on going with him, Lady Roxburgh. We are at our best working as a team. I suppose at least that way he'll find his way home before dark. Hieronymus, you and I will go and investigate Greyfriars Churchyard for signs of disturbed earth. Perhaps I could accompany you, Miss Kidwallader. With Mother gone, I'd prefer not to sit around here. And I do know the city rather well. And what about me? Last picked for football again, is it? You know what? I know when I'm no wanted. I'm going out for a walk. See yous later. I told you she was upset, Sophie. Good riddance, I say. 
Now, where is Mr. Benjo? He's been gone all night, and there's no sign of the grocer's boy with that order. Banjo? Do you mean to say you brought that lack-witted racketeer with you? Oh, yes, Doctor. Miss Cadwallader's made him her gilly. You made Banjo your gilly. Dare I ask, did you give him money prior to his disappearance? Yes, I sent him with five guineas and a shopping list to Kennington and Jenner's. <laughs> well, that's the last you'll see of the money. And with a bit of luck, the last we'll see of him. Oh, hold up a minute. I've been walking for hours, and non-pubs don't get me any closer. I was just wanting something to drink. What kind of pub even is this? I think it stopped moving. I'm getting closer. Oh! What's going on? Oh no. It's just three old biddies at a bonfire. What's the game? Hail to thee, Banjo, son of Glasgow. Hail to thee, Banjo, bigger and beefy. Hail to thee, Banjo, who shall be king hereafter. What? Are you sure you've got the right one, Senga? Looks a bit glacic to me. Aye, 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 it's the right one. Look, he's got the royal chin. What chin? Exactly. Eh, that's all very good, but where's the pub? There is no pub. We've summoned you here by our arts keen to give you a warning against certain doom. Aye, but where's the pub? Ah, oh, Nessie, just get on with it. All right, then. <clears throat> Heed me, scion of the lost bloodline. The seal of the covenant is broken at the pretender's hand. And from the depths, a dark rider comes on a white horse. By Stuart blood she is fleeced, and by Stuart blood alone can she be bound, else all is lost. Did you did you say I was going to be king? Did you know hear what she said? Certain doom. Oh man, I'm going to be king. Seal broken, bad thing coming. Stuart blood to bind it. I I, I can't put this any clearer. Can you no just tell him in plain English? You know the rules, Aggie. It's the prophecy or nothing. Just give him the bag, Senga, and we can sling more hook. Well, that's it. The world's doomed if it's this Egypt standing between us and the forces of hell. All right then, ladies. Cheers very much. I'm off to toast my new job as the king. Eh, uh, don't suppose you've seen a pub around here anyway, have you? Hey, where, where'd you go? I, I know that fog's blown away. What's that about? What am I doing on top of this big hill? Eh, what's in the bag? What are all these wooden boxes for? Hey, maybe they're the wee bottles of whiskey. Wee dollies? What do you want with wee dollies and boxes? Oh, come back yous, you've given me the wrong bag! Right, you two, over you come and keep the noise down. That bunch bar in the gates won't take too well to strangers poking round the churchyard. Not now they're seeing body snatchers at every turn. Shabby old place, isn't it? Shabby? Greyfriars is one of the oldest sacred sites in Scotland. What other place this size contains a hundred thousand dead? Bore witness to the signing of the covenant and the martyrdom of its signatories and holds the Mackenzie poltergeist. And that's to say nothing of wee Greyfriars Bobby. What in God's name is Wee Greyfriars Bobby? He, he's a dog, Doctor. He belonged to an old man. When he died, 
Bobby refused to leave his side, even after he was buried. He's lived here ever since, over ten years. People leave food out for him. He's quite the tourist attraction. Little scruffy grey thing about yee Looks like a particularly angry mop. That's right. Did you see the photographs? Uh, no, no need. Damn it, blast! It's got our scent! Run for it! It's, it's only a wee dog, Doctor. Not the dog I'm worried about, boy. We won't get back over the wall in time, and I've no desire to be caught half over it with my ass at the mercy of that angry mob there. There, that crypt. The door's open a crack already. Quickly, you two. Put your backs into it. What's that, Bobby? Is it body snatchers, laddie? Nothing to see. Probably just a squirrel again. <sighs> that was a closer shave than I care for. Now to wait till they've gone. This crypt's been disturbed recently. Watch your step, boy. That flagstone looks... <laughs> unstable. I'm all right. Stand up, boy. Reach up your hand and I'll see if I can grab you. Wave it about. No, nothing. Can't tell how far down you are. There's nothing for it. We'll have to go and fetch a light and some rope. So how we're going to do that with that bunch out there being for blood, I've no idea. No, wait, wait, there's a light in my bag. I dropped it when I fell, but I think... Yes, there it is. Well, I haven't seen one like that before. The red and white paint job with the little windows is a bit unusual, but the revolving light at the top's really something else. It's one of Father's designs. Pocket version of one of his bigger works. It's not ideal, of course, but you know what they say? Any port in a storm? <laughs> that man and his silly wee lighthouses. Hmm, you're not that far down after all. Damnation, that dog started up again. If they start to search in earnest, it won't take long till we're dragged out and lynched. I'd sooner take my chances with the tunnels than with Fido and friends. Make room down there, boy. I'll be with you in a moment. Wait, give me that. Give you what? Your service revolver, Hieronymus. I wish to reassure myself that it is in working order before we enter those fathomless depths. But my weapons are maintained to the highest standard. You may have every confidence in that. If you maintain your weapons with the same diligence and care with which you maintain the moral rectitude of your chapter, I have no confidence in it whatsoever. Acceptable. Is there any other item of my personal effects that you might care to peruse before we continue? The knots in my bootlaces, perhaps? Very droll, Hieronymus. Well, what are you waiting for? Get down there immediately. I shall bring up the rear. God help anything that tries to creep up behind us. Gosh, it's a bit gloomy in here, isn't it? It is an undertaker's utter. They're not renowned for their cheerful decor. Welcome to Mortimer's funeral parlour. My condolences in your loss. Ah, oh, oh, sorry. I uh, didn't see you there behind me. Uh, what condolences? Oh, no, nobody's dead yet. Of course, sir. Perhaps then the sorrowful event is imminent? No, no one is dying either. We are simply here to uh, peruse your establishment and see what services you might have to offer for the future. Very wise, ma'am. As the good book says, you know neither the day nor the hour. It's about the time for elevensies, isn't it? Asa, Mr. Mortimer means that death may come at any moment. 
Exactly so, madame. Well, that's a bit sinister, if you don't mind me saying so. Might I interest you in viewing a range of patented iron coffins? The spring-loaded lid guarantees security against even the most determined of resurrectionists. Gosh, is that the price there? They seem terribly expensive. Is not the eternal slumber undisturbed by anatomizing ghouls worth any sum of worldly coin? There are, after all, no pockets in a shroud. <laughs> or, if sir's budget does not stretch, a coffin collar placed round the neck of the deceased will hold the mortal husk securely to the bed of the coffin, preventing any undignified bodily removal. Removal in one piece, anyway. Turns out heads come off easier than you think. is this device? Gently, please, give it here. Thank you. I see Madame is a lady of exquisite taste. This newly arrived in America is a patent-pending coffin torpedo, guaranteed to explode with lethal force when disturbed. You seem to have based a whole industry on the fear of anatomists, Mr Mortimer. You need merely look around you, Madame. Half the graves of Edinburgh lie open as though the day of resurrection were upon us. But those we put in the ground stay in the ground. Arthur. Arthur. Stop ringing that bell. Look, it's on a piece of string. Is that something for cats to play with? No, sir. That's the bell attachment for our safety coffin. For a physician to overlook the faintest trembling spark of life is a forgivable error. But for the patient to be buried alive is a fate more terrible than death. And yet... With our patented safety coffin, simply pull the attached cord and a bell on the surface will alert the cemetery watchman. For a small extra charge, we can fit a breathing tube, a viewing window and a pop-up flag to ensure your journey back to life is swift, secure and comfortable. I really hope you don't fit one of those with the coffin torpedoes as well. It appears that half your products are designed to keep bodies in the earth and the other half to liberate them from it, Mr Mortimer. What a remarkably comprehensive service you provide. Indeed, madame. Now, perhaps you would care to step into our storeroom to see a selection of our larger wares. No, I think we've seen enough for now. I must insist, madame. Kindly begin by placing your muffler and its contents carefully in the ground and kick them gently towards me. Otherwise, you'll receive a first-hand demonstration of the effects of the coffin torpedo in the body of an adult male. So it is true. You are supplying corpses to the Unicorn Club after all. Very perceptive, madame. Ah, there you are, my boy. No time for these two to rest. Dash it all, Aunt Cressy. How much longer is this wretched potholing expedition likely to take? I thought Edinburgh smelled bad in summer, but these tunnels reek like a butcher's shop. If you'd prefer to retrace your steps, Hieronymus, feel free to take your chances with the Greyfriars mob. At this rate, they'll be dead and buried themselves before we see the light of day. We must be under the Royal Mile by now. These tunnels come out into the crypts under St Giles Cathedral. Another right turn should do it. Wait a wee minute. That shouldn't be there. What shouldn't be there? That opening. That should be sealed. The brickwork's been destroyed. Looks like someone's taken a sledgehammer to it. And there's the remains of the ward. What do you mean, ward? Wait, where are you going? Come on now, Robert. I need your silly wee lighthouse. 
This is Mary King's close. I've heard of this place. It used to be an ordinary Edinburgh street until plague struck the residents. Rather than help them, the townsfolk barricaded them into their homes and bricked the whole thing up so they couldn't escape. Sounds like the sort of civic policy you could roll out for the rest of Edinburgh and see a solid improvement. Just think of all those poor souls starving and suffering and waiting for the inevitable. Worse than that, boy. There was something in the close with those people. Something ancient and hungry. Whether it brought the plague, or whether those infected summoned it in their desperation, history does not relate. But they say that once the wards were in place, the screaming from inside the close lasted for a full week. And the scratching on the bricked-up walls far longer than that. I see your aptitude for telling bedtime stories remains undiminished. It's no fairy tale, Hieronymus. It's clearly documented in detail in Satan's Invisible World Discovered by George Sinclair, 1685 edition. Well, that certainly sounds like a respectable publication. If all those people died in here, shouldn't it be full of skeletons? And yet not so much as a wishbone. I saw something. It flickered in the light. The torch, Robbie. There's something at the far end. It's watching us. There, I I distinctly saw a face. There it is. A child's face. But that's impossible. What would a child be doing down here? It's... it's a doll. Ah. There must have been children living here all that time ago. Perhaps it belonged to one of them? Perhaps. The clothes are filthy, of course, but the face has been cleaned. And recently, by the looks of it, this doll has the look of a toy still in use. If you've concluded your grave robbing, can we leave this ghastly mausoleum? Certainly. I don't intend to be here when the inhabitant returns. Go back to sleep, sweetheart. It's it's still dark. It is dark because we're locked in a... Uh... Arthur, I think we are in a coffin. We have been buried alive. Doctor? Miss Cadwallader? I feel quite unwell. Light-headed all of a sudden. Pull yourself together, boy. We'll be out of these blasted tunnels soon enough. Lift your lantern, Robert. Let me take a look at you. Hieronymus, he's gone white as a ghost. Do you... do you smell that? <laughs> Tobacco and cheap cologne. He smells like a French brothel, same as usual. Not him, Hieronymus. The air. There's something about it that isn't right. These tunnels connect with the old Nor Loch. The swamp's been drained to build on, but there still might be pockets of marsh gas underground. I think... I think I need to lie down. It's no good. The boy is passed out. Quickly, help me lift him. 
Whatever's afflicting our wee canary here, we'll be next if we don't make haste. Mind your step. I can feel it. The gas. Starting to take effect. Go. Fetch help. Aunt Cressy? Damnation! What a time to find out she's susceptible to human weakness after all. Hello? Hello! Help! We're over here! Hello, Chapter Master. Jessie? Is that you? What are you wearing on your face? Uh, no matter. There's some sort of noxious gas in here. You have to help us out of these tunnels. Oh, no, Doctor. That's chloroform. Did you know it was invented in Edinburgh? So was penicillin, the hypodermic syringe, lime cordial. Is there anything they're no claiming credit for? <coughs> Fascinating, I'm sure, but can the history lesson wait? I tell them they'd need a bigger dose to put you out. If there was a prize for training your liver, you'd win best in show. I will. Mere one way to skin a cat, eh? Jesse, what are you doing? Put that billy club down. I've shot better men than you for less. No way at your firing pin, you've no. I'd like to say this won't hurt a bit. But we both know I'd be lying. Hold still. Wait! on a Saturday. Does ye good to get out the house. Wee bit of sun in those peely wally cheeks of yours. I brought you an ice cream with a squirted on red sauce just the way you like it. And one with a wee chocolate stick for me. What's that? Aye, steady the buff, Swally. It's coming. Here you go. Bon appetit. Ah, you've still a good appetite on you, Wally. Where you put it, I've got no idea. Oh, mister, what's in your jar? None of your business, you dirty wee scalf. It's a heat, it's a cough, heat in a jar. Show some respect. That's the famous Dr Hunter in there. Did you kill him, mister? I bet you killed him. I'm going to get the polis. You're a murderer. You're going to get the jail. <laughs> ah! It's opened its eyes. It's no deed. Ah! <laughs> nice one, Willie. Moan, finish up your cone and we'll go down to the links. See if we can wind up any of their rich golfing bastards. Oh, I do like to be beside. The seaside. Oh, I do like to be beside the sea. There are lots of things besides I would like to be beside the sea. Beside the sea.